This is not about uh, left or right. It's about right or wrong. We know you're out there. We know you're listening. Bigger issues. Just stop listening to the show. Bigger issues is the mecca for news journalism. Look at the silt. Look at the fluoride. That's all I'm saying. Xenophon, how do you feel about building a wall around South Australia? <laughs> oh, well. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Bigger. Uh, yeah. Don't be silly. Of course we can have a sensible debate. South Australia seems to produce politicians of a different calibre. They took our water, Amy, and they're not giving it back. I'm thrilled. I don't just want women to stand up. I want women to jump, fly, maybe. Whoa. Hey. Hey. Welcome to Bigger Issues. This is Bigger Issues. I'm Lockie. My name's Tom. And I'm Amy. Okay, so um, as this is the first episode of Bigger Issues, it'd be a good idea to uh, introduce us, uh, what we do, and our history. Um, Amy, who are we? Well, Bigger Issues is a unbiased, I think we can say unbiased, uh, mm. Mm. news outlet and discussion analysis. We just talk about the big issues, you know, the bigger issues. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a show where you get to hear unbiased, and that's a key word when you're, when you're thinking about bigger so, issues. Some people think we overuse it, but it can never be overused. Yeah, and we'll get into that later because that's a bit of criticism that we've had. But mm. uh, moving on, uh, as an introduction to bigger issues, yeah, I think Amy's really, really covered it all. But what sort of background do we, do we all come from? You know, where, where, where do you, uh, what's your sort of positioning in this whole sort of setting? Okay, well, um, I'm, I'm the guy who kind of brings the, the, the expertise in, in politics and current affairs to bigger issues, which is a current affairs and politics kind of show. Mm. Uh, Amy? Uh, well, I'm kind of, I love a bit of pop culture, I love music, and I, I'm a real uh, fan of women's activism. Mm. I'm really interested in all kinds of women act, women's Wh- activism, to be honest. Which, again, comes back to the theme of the show, which we'll introduce very shortly. Uh, and my, my name's Tom. Uh, I'm sure you'll start to quicker soon recognise all our lovely voices. Uh, but I come from, I guess, a journalistic point of view. So I'm always trying to ask those hard-hitting questions and uh, get to the truth. You know, that's, I guess, what I do. And, and it kind of extends into the broader idea of what Bigger Issues is trying to do. Yeah, and there may be some of you that might be thinking, hey, I've heard of this Bigger Issues before. And that's because uh, Bigger Issues was a long-lived podcast series. Uh, it was extremely popular throughout mm. uh, northern and, and southern Adelaide. And uh, it was also uh, the show that filled in for the lowdown last week, if you caught that. Mm, which was uh, pretty seminal for us. Yeah. Um, well, so, introducing the uh, show's theme. Yeah, so uh, the theme for uh, today's show is uh, International Women's Day and Writers Week. Both happening this week, which is uh, super exciting for uh, a lot of people in Adelaide. There's the uh, International Women's Day March tomorrow and then Writers Week uh, you guys were actually uh, lucky enough to be able to go down. So important. Such a great crowd down there. And they really received us quite well, don't, wouldn't you say, Lockie? Yeah, very lively. But we did take some, some issues, and uh, the name of the show was Bigger Issues, and we, we took some issues with, with uh, what was going on down at Writers Week. Kind mm. of a different spin on it, you would say. Yeah. It's very easy to sort of have some sort of perspective on what Writers Week is about and what they're trying to do. But I think we, we definitely created uh, new ground. We bring a unique and critical eye to everything that we look at on the show, and that's why it's so popular. And we're going to do that right now. Uh, something that you'll get used to with Bigger Issues is our top three. Uh, here we go. Bigger Issues, top three, number one. This is the number one issue of the week. Okay, number one. Top White House economic advisor Gary Cohen is resigning after breaking with Donald Trump on trade policy. And this is a, this is a very interesting topic because uh, uh, some people that know Donald uh, Trump, who is uh, currently the U.S. 
president. That is uh, correct. The He's president of president the United current, States. Yeah. And people who know about Donald Trump might know that he has had uh, kind of a history with sort of protectionist trade policies. Um, and you might have heard recently that uh, he has been deciding to put large tariffs on European steel, for example, uh, Canadian steel, and uh, perhaps maybe even on Australian products, but we, we haven't heard We haven't got confirmation, but, uh, but you know, I think we can, you know, I think we can be pretty sure that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, um, well, you've heard it here first on Bigger Issues. is telling you right now that it is 100% certain uh, the, the US will so hold that uh, there will be trade tariffs on Australian products. I guess it's one of those things you see Malcolm Turnbull and Donald Trump interacting and, and you sort of, it's one of those situations like actors when, when they do interviews together and, you, and they, you know, look like best friends. But really behind the scenes, there's all this other sort of stuff going on and, and we just can't really know about that. Mm. I think though, I, I consider myself a kind of expert in body language and I think you can tell there's some, there's some tension there. There's some rough handshakes, a bit of grimacing. Uh, so I don't know if that's, that's what just I'm seeing, but... Mm. I wouldn't say that's the full picture, Tom. What about this guy? What, what, what's his story? Uh, Gary Conn? Yeah. Um, well, Mr. Mr. Conn is, uh, you know, one of those people that uh, gets brought on to uh, advise on uh, uh, problems of an economic nature. Uh, he's what's called an economic advisor, and he was brought into the White House uh, by uh, Mr. Trump. Uh, under his regime. And uh, oftentimes these, these advisors, these public servants don't want to criticize uh, their uh, employers because they're, they're employers, mm -hmm. they don't want to lose their job. So um, it's very interesting when they step down like this, uh, especially because, um, oh, and you know, bigger issues is very unbiased. So very unbiased. We, we don't make political judgments, but um, these tariffs are the right way uh, to go for America. Hmm. Well, number two. Now, this is very in keeping with the theme of this week. Uh, the gender pay gap is getting worse, according to Deputy Labor Leader uh, Tanya Plibersek. Uh, while other countries are making progress on closing the gender pay gap, Australia has been getting worse, according to her. Uh, the Deputy Opposition Leader has promised measurable action to achieve equal pay for equal work and claims that Australian women can't wait, fi can't wait 50 years for equality. And I just think this is so pertinent. And I just wanted to throw it back at you guys to see what you thought. Uh, Tom? Well, I think Tanya Pilbasek really held her own on Q&A mm, the other night. Absolutely. Um, you know, there were only three uh, women on the panel. And I thought, you know, they're a bit, you know, I think she worked really hard f to get into that position. And uh, I think she's going to continue work hard to work hard for women. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Lockie, what, was, what were your thoughts on the... Uh the gender pay gap? Um, well, I was just caught up, Amy, because, and I've been a little bit confused because um, I thought that the deputy leader of uh, Labor was John Rao. Oh, the guy with the posters in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, and I'm pretty much a, I mean, I'm what you could call an, a political expert, and I had not heard of this pl plebiscite. We'll see. You hadn't heard no, of it. No, 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 we'll see. It was John Rao. But then uh, he's, he's still around, but he sort of, you know, did that whole thing. But then uh, Kate Ellis was the deputy leader, but then she stepped down. So Tanya's really oh. ste stepped up, you might say. She's done lots of speeches. She's been on the ABC a number of times. She's quite a figurehead. It, it, almost, it almost makes me think that Bill Shorten d doesn't exist anymore because I've seen her just Too so true. much. Well, okay, we, we know that Bill Shorten exists. We know that Bill Shorten exists. Uh, hold on. I just want to... I'm kind of the... 
Uh, listeners that haven't heard Big Richard perform, kind of the kind of the uh, the big man on campus when it comes to uh, political mm. stuff, and we all, we always leave it to Lucky. We Sorry, do. Please. We do. We try not to get too uh, too into it because yeah. he just knows okay, a great deal. M- moving on because I I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get past this. Uh, you said plebiscite, yeah, issue, and and I encourage people to tweet at Bigger Issues Adelaide or ADL, mm. uh, Bigger Issues ADL. Uh, to tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm right on this, because I've got a hunch that I am right and that uh, this, this Plibersec name has just come up out of the... the we're just the reporting blue. the facts, you know, we're just reporting the facts. Yeah. Okay. Number three. Now, this one is my personal favourite, and it's really interesting. Uh, supposedly, the world's oldest message in a bottle was found in WA. Now... Oh, come on. I'm sorry? Message in a bottle. That's a big story, is it? Oh, I thought I thought it was when you guys said I could run the kind of news for this week. I thought that was a great little nice okay, ending. Okay, all right. Well, um, there's some, there's been a lot of big bigger uh, bigger issues uh, permanently uh, this week. So I think that's I mean that's not a great uh, topic to come up with. I would I would definitely say um, perhaps the the renegotiation of the East Timor uh, Australia maritime border would be maybe a bigger maritime focused uh, issue than than the finding of a of a uh, message in a bottle. Um, it was a pretty rare, prayer, rare instance. That was a bit it? of fun. Just a nice nice way to end the... Oh, Tom, the top three, three section. Yeah, great. Well what, well, what was your issue? My issue is that you guys kind of gang up on me sometimes. No, 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 the issue that you wanted to discuss instead of the, 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 the third, number three. Oh, well, I don't really know that much about it. I just know that they re- renegotiated the border with... Um, oh. Well, again, if you want to look that up online, uh, I'm sure there's quite a lot of resources for you. Um, you know, sometimes uh, every resource is limited in a way. You know, there yeah. are three bigger issues presenters. We have quite an extensive team. Uh, you know, but there's so much news. Us, but there's uh, just so much news that it's it is often hard to to keep up. There's so many issues, and you you wouldn't expect uh, people to kind of that are running a show to bring up issues like that and not know much about it. You think it's a bit of a joke, but it's it happens sometimes. Mm. But I think the message in the bottle is is really cool. Well, so did I. Uh, but one of us, right, one I of us see didn't think it was. <laughs> um, well, I reckon uh, we're going to go to a song now. Uh, this is uh, a band... Well, actually, all three of our songs today are going to be by uh, female-driven-led uh, bands, uh, Australians as well, because uh, we're doing that little uh, thing where we send off our little playlist to the big man upstairs, and uh, he says, ticks it off and says, Radio Adelaide, you're doing a great job. Uh, so it's Australian as well. Um, this is a track called The Opener. Uh, I thought it was quite suitable because this is the first Bigger Issues show and, you know, we're kind of opening it up to the world. Mm. Um, do you want to sort of comment on, on the Camp Coke track oh, we as well? I'll do that once the, at the end, cool. I think. Let no them worries. Get, get it in. This is Camp Cope, The Opener. Wow, wasn't that great? That was Camp, that was Camp Cope, The Opener. Um, and I just thought I'd read you out a little little piece of an article I read uh, Liz Ham, a great punk photo- photographer, uh, commenting on Camp Cope, uh, and I've got it here. She says uh, that she would love to meet Camp Cope and photograph them properly, but their politics and their incredible music really drew me in. They've been amazing, as well as at the f- very forefront of trying to stand up against abuse at gigs and also the inequality within the music industry. They've just been incredible at that. And I just think that's really important for Women's Week and music. And I, I love the point about bringing music and politics together, together. in one mm-hmm. setting. Uh, in, and she goes on to talk about how it, they've made it a safe space. And I just think that is 
a wonderful thing. Although we don't talk politics on bigger issues. No. Uh, we we don't, don't get into politics. We try not to. I, I will say that when listening to Camp Cope's new album, I did feel quite challenged and I felt quite... I, there was points where I almost felt attacked. But I thought, you know what? That's like good, you know, because I am a white yes. male and it is necessary for me to be challenged. To and if, if any viewers and listeners are, are, are listening in and feel attacked, then uh, that's how it should be. Um, so if you're listening in, you feel attacked by bigger issues. I don't know if it's how it should be, but I'm, I'm, we I'm create a space. To we want to create a safe space. We have a united vision at Bigger Issues, and we all believe that you should feel at least challenged. Challenged. Wonderful challenged, that you felt challenged. Okay. Oh. But if you right. want to give us some feedback on how you are feeling, you can call in. Yeah, you could call in uh, right now at 08 in brackets 71325000. Again? Uh, 08 in brackets 71325000. We would gladly take your call. And, uh, and we, we, we love feedback. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd so love to hear that yeah, feedback. It, it's something that, especially in the podcast series that we had, uh, it was something that we'd like to, f to, to focus on because it's one, you know, there's two parts to bigger issues. There's delivering the best content that we possibly can and then there's listening to you so we can do the first bit. And yeah. I think, like you said, we love to be challenged. You love mm. to be challenged. I love to be challenged. I know Lockie just loves well, I love to, to be, be challenged. Well, you also love to be challenged in a, in, a, in a good kind well, of Well, I suppose to be attacked, way. you must be being challenged mm. in a way. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys, let's talk about Writer's Week. That's going to be the first little uh, segment. We've got our first guest in uh, who's going to be just in after this little report that you guys did. Um, I was really excited that you guys were able to uh, go down to Writer's Week. Oh, it was wonderful. You were welcome. Yeah, it's one of it those exclusive great. events. Uh, we're very glad to get the media passes to get in. Uh, normally, it's extremely uh, difficult. And um, as you heard, might have heard, we tried to get into the Super Bowl to do media reporting and... It turned out to be a nightmare. This was very easy, so we'd like to thank the organisers for that. Mm. Tom Thompson, reporting for Bigger Issues. Amy Briefly, reporting. Lockie Blakey, reporting. Yeah, but I'm just trying to say that, like, they're, they're old, they're, they're soon to be it's dead. G'day, listeners. I'm Lockie B from Bigger Issues, and we're here at Adelaide Writers Week. And I'm Amy Briley from Bigger Issues as well, and we want to hit on some hard-hitting topics today. Um, as it's International Women's Week, do you think the kind of things important to women are being tackled in the literar literary world this year? I've no idea. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear the question. Do you feel as though novels and, and printed media are uh, dying out or are they kind of being reborn in a way? Uh, I think they're being reborn. People like to actually hold them in their hands. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something special about a book. Yeah. There was a poll in The Guardian about a year ago that said apparently 87% of people who said they'd read 1984 were lying about it. What do you think about that? Well, I haven't read 1984, so uh, they could be, it could not be. I haven't read it either, and I think that probably people are making up lying about it. I've read it. <laughs> the Nationalist not only does not disapprove of atrocities committed by his own side, but he has a remarkable capacity for not even hearing about them. Is that all Will wrote that? Yes. So what, primarily what uh, genre of book do you read? Usually non-fiction. Nothing else but non-fiction. And I like reading fiction and biographies a lot and, and just junk stuff like magazines. <laughs> uh, how do you think, in terms of the literary world, that women's issues are being tackled? It's been excellent because yesterday there was Barbara Kingsolver 
um, and she was talking about a lot of women's issues and environmental issues and new issues. Um, and various other authors like Camilla Shamsey has been talking about, um, you know, patriarchy as well as um, issues around um, identity and stuff. And so, generally, I think in the literary world, there's probably less women uh, who are being published. But there's a fabulous lot of women authors here at this. In fact, this this time the Writers Festival is excellent. It's really excellent. Yeah. Do you believe that print media is dead? Oh, uh, no, no, I don't. But I'm a copy a bit of a dinosaur. Um, I really like print media. I um, I do use my little. Let's see the book on the. Yeah, on, on my iBook stuff. Um, but. I really only use it when I travel. I can't relate to it as much, but I love the physicality of a book. Um, so, no, and if these audiences are anything to judge by, I don't think it's dead. Um. Hello. Uh, this is Lockie. Uh, I've been here asking questions now at Writers' Week for three hours. Uh, it's very hot today. It's very hot. Uh, I think the temperature is about 35. The sun's beating down. And I went to ask about, um, about whether there was water provided for... for people uh, coming to uh, Writers Week and no there isn't there is there's some water that's provided for people that bring bottles but there's some people that that haven't thought that far or maybe can't afford to bring a bottle like a lot of people that tend to be left out in society today um, well they don't get any water Lucky I asked you to get an interview of that lady she's walking past she's gone yeah well I just wanted to say um, we'll be we'll be bringing this up with the Adelaide City Council bigger issues is always uh, want to take up a challenge and promote the interests of, of people. I think you did a really good job with that uh, report, Lockie. Yeah, I wish you'd left it on for another minute because I had a lot more to say. Um, it did go on for a bit, though, and you did get quite aggressive. You know, everyone gets their say, everyone gets their time, and, you know, I don't think we need to sort of abuse that. Yeah, but we've heard it before. Australians need to have their say. And uh, I'm an Australian, and I needed to have my say, and it was just cut off. So, mm. well, we hope, we, we hope that they will provide uh, ample amount of water at Writers Week next week. Yeah, they have to think about it um, very, very uh, much because... Uh, there were uh, a lot of elderly there. There were a lot of people A lot of elderly babies. people. The sun... Just I guess from, from their perspective, you know, if you think about it logically, you've got books and you've got water, and they're two things that, like, don't they really go water, together. Tom, they had water. They, ha they had uh, a system they had a trough. wherein they, you could press a button and water would come out. There was just nowhere to put it. They they expect they expect people to bring in bottles. Uh, well, I didn't have a bottle on me, so does that mean I just have to get dehydrated or, some, or something? Well, yeah, I mean, I get. Well, I mean, it, I, we will, we will. Bigger issues will contact the Adelaide City Council. Mm. That's that's all I can say. Might even go further than that. Well, see how we go. Uh, but yeah, thanks so much for doing that report. Um, really exciting, really interesting to hear what people think. You know, I like that interesting fact about uh, George Orwell. Oh yeah, that was that was fascinating, uh, and we had some quite funny interviewees who reacted really well to that, and just had some quite frank, quite frank answers, which mm. I, I I enjoyed. But it's time for an interview. There's a guest. There's a guest. There's a guest. Yes. There's a guest. There's a guest. There's a guest. There's a guest. This is the first time that we've uh, ever had a guest on Bigger Issues. Yeah. Hooray. We're going to have to get you an award. <laughs> we actually... Do we, do we have an award? We don't have an award. We don't have any sound effects either, oh, so I'm sorry okay. about that. Uh, we're introducing uh, Jenny Nguyen. Yeah, hi. How are you going? Good, thank you. Uh, how are you how are you doing? How was your day? Uh, yeah, it was pretty nice. I went to the beach today. Um, I haven't gotten around to 
Adelaide Writers uh, Week just yet, but I'm planning to go tomorrow. Oh, oh make sure you bring recommend. a bottle. Bring a bottle. I well. will be bringing a bottle, and I have read um, uh, 1894. <laughs> 1894? <laughs> you read 1894? Wow, I didn't 18, ask about... I'm sure there is a book you, called 1894. Are you sure you've read it? Did you read the first page? Oh, well, I have read it. That's why I swapped the numbers around to prove mm. that I've read it. Ah. Mm. It Actually, guys, I was going to say, uh, it's a little bit of a trick uh, between people, uh, a bit of Orwell aficionados, that we, we swap around the, the uh, names of the, the books quite regularly. Uh, Just so, so Farm Animal is one of them. Mm. Uh, uh, 1894 is, is another one. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so what, 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 what have you, did you think of uh, 1894? <laughs> I thought it was a really um, great book because I read it um, when I was 16 when I was starting to become engaged with the things around me. And, you know, that's, a, that's the age when you start listening to Radiohead and you start... Um, dissecting mm. things and yeah. oh hello Absolutely. there's a bit of a message behind mm. um, their art and I thought it was really cool and it opened up my eyes to the rest of the world and it sort of shaped the way how I see things now and then obviously I read Farm Animal yeah. as well mm. and oh you're both aficionados <laughs> yeah I could tell I could tell from the um, and and yeah all the animals are you know very nice to each other but then if you you know, just look a bit deeper. Let well, the free market go and it will go nuts. I would like to say, um, Je- Jenny, can I call you Jenny? Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Jenny is allowed to come on and say political things because she's a guest, but uh, on bigger issues, we, we can't afford to get political. There's a lot of stuff in 1984 that says, like, totalitarianism is bad, uh, communism is bad. We're not allowed to get political. We can't. We're not we biased. Yeah, so we're not criticising any, any form of political expression uh, we try that. not to analyse that side of 1984. We see it for yeah. the, 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 the other things in 1984, you know. The action, the humour, the romance. Exactly. Have, you, have you seen the movie adaptation? Uh, no, I haven't seen the movie. I'm not a real movie person. I can't, I can't sit through movies. Would uh, you say that a movie adaptation ever beats a book? I would say no because I don't watch movies. Wow. Um, so I would just read the book. I would say the opposite. I say movies always, always beat books. Really? Oh, well, what are some examples that you've got? Uh, Pride and Prejudice, just, just a fabulous movie. Uh, apparently, I mean, if you can't sit through it. Oh, actually, I watched um, the Kira Knightley Atonement. Uh, yes, yes. I, I thought that was quite. Good. Did you think that was better? Uh, it's kind of falling apart, isn't well, it? Your previous. Yeah, well, true. Uh, no, I just thought she portrayed the character very well, and um, it was much easier to watch. Um, then read the whole thing, which took forever. That's true. It was a long book. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the uh, film adaptation of Call Me By Your Name. I thought that was like, uh, it, it was an amazing work. Yeah, I didn't like it. But it, but it, but it won, didn't it? It was uh, nominated. Did it win any uh, Oscars? Oh, who knows? Who cares? We're not, we're not doing Oscars. So That's just let's too political. On. Well, I guess, yeah. well, let's, let's move off from the movies. Well, I just want to add, to before, we, before we leave that topic, that until, um, until they make a film of Phil Collins' autobiography, I can't be neither here nor there about uh, adaptations. I guess the thing is we're kind of talking about fiction and, you know, there was that one guy who was kind of like, no, I only read non-fiction. Mm. But we're kind of in a fiction world at the moment uh, talking about Writer's Week. Yeah. Well, who can tell what's fictional and what's not? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, do you want to tell us maybe about some of your background with uh, writing? writing? Yeah, sure. So um, I got involved in writing via university. Um, I didn't do like a literature-heavy degree. Like I was doing law at the time. Law. Um, and then I started writing for On D. I went on a few gigs 
Uh, I think the first thing I ever wrote for Ondi was a Laneway piece. I went to Laneway and I wrote about how great it was. Was it, was it great? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I'm kind of the music guy here. Tom is the music <laughs> guy, for sure. Um, it was the year that Haim were playing, okay. Lord were playing, and the year, I think, Churches... Um, oh, that's just three. Bang, bang, bang. Churches yeah. is that uh, spin-off of uh, Arctic Monkeys, right? No, no, no. They're the Scottish band, and they um, had the... more electronic. Yeah, they had their synthesizer. It was in the sun, and it melted. Anyway, it was oh, like... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I wrote about how great it was, and, like, when you write music reviews for shows, you typically have to write how positive it is, mm. because that's how publicity and... I find that, that so interesting. Works. I've got, you know, I've got a bit of a bit of a journalism background with yeah. uh, writing, and, and sometimes you want to be really mean, but... You can't. You can't, because, especially with local bands, you know, you're, no. you're, you're meant... Your purpose is to build them up. Exactly. And in Adelaide, you know how everyone knows everyone. Mm. If you write a bad comment... Because I wrote this I wrote this um, review once for this ba- like this band, Goon Wizard. Yeah, band. cool. Cool band. Um, mm. Yeah. And then, like, I was like, oh, no, they'll never read it. But then I think they read it and they, they tracked me down at university. They're like, hey, aren't you this person you wrote this about my band once? I'm oh, like, no. yeah, wow. yeah. But it wasn't anything negative. It was just, like, really generic because I didn't want to... Yeah. Like, it's really early days. I didn't want yeah, to say yeah, yeah. too bad. And they're like, oh, it's like you didn't even watch the band. I was I was there. I was watching it um, in the beer garden at the Exeter. And I thought I thought they were all right. Mm. Like, you know, you, well, I mean, you, you, too you, tough to you don't need to repeat the, the, anyway, the, yeah, so, the review. Yeah, so I've written a lot of music reviews and stuff. And then I kind of like, uh, that was a bit boring. And then I started writing some more, uh, uh, trigger warning, um, political pieces for Andy. And then um, I eventually ran and um, became an editor, and mm. I've helped a lot of people. I guess it's really interesting. Things. So, yeah, that's kind of my background. Um, I'm not really into um, a lot of creative writing nowadays. I think I'm trying to... I'm into academic writing at the moment. I quite like writing essays, and um, I'm doing a dissertation this semester. So Oh, wow. That's uh, really what on? Yeah. Um, so it's on um, risk management around the, river, the Murray River Darling Basin. Um, and that's a bigger issue. That's a, that, that is a that's bigger, bigger issue. issue. Yeah. It's a big coincidence because bigger issues used to be solely about risk management around the, the Murray-Darling Basin. Yeah. Uh, before we expanded the scope a bit, it uh-huh. used to be called Big Issues, and it was just about uh, risk management around the Murray-Darling Basin. So that's very interesting. Wow. The Lachlan, mm. the, the, the Murray, the, et cetera. That's mm. cool. Yeah. Um, so, but my specific focus would be on um, helping like Indigenous people like be involved in the process, decision-making process, mm. instead of like just ruling out because they have different laws and they see the world in a different way and like Western sort of society sees it in a different way and a lot of that clashes. So mm. hopefully I'll be able to, to do something do a justice. to like, help that out. The River Murray's in the east though. No, it comes all the way through. Western Australia is like, that doesn't have the... No, mo- I don't no, no, but like the indigenous people who live around there. Um, and I it's don't like think Western, Western society, has many, though. Many Western rivers. society, no. as in, like, uh, you know, um, governments and democracy, like, that's very foreign to them. So oh. that's, that's how I've been kind of like yeah, no. used. When no, I hear, not Western Australia. Oh, when I hear Western, I just think Western Australia. No, and I mean, like, Westernisation. Yeah. Westernised ideals. So it's, it's, it conflicts with their way of life and ah. yeah. maybe you need to expand your mind a little bit more Lockie because well, that's very locally focused maybe you need to get into political issues so, well I am actually kind of the expert of on political issues political guy. yeah we've heard that once um, so it's a bit interesting that <laughs> another term comes up first this plebiscite person and then, then western some mm. kind of concept that people are supposed to know if they stay politics it's well I guess it's, it's, it's quite a coincidence we didn't actually really know uh, that you were an on the editor and we tried to get the latest um, the new, the current, 
on the editors in but they uh they refused to comment they refused to come on did they seen your message it was one of those situations yeah oh. i like how you're using all this like text language like you use like lol mm. and, like, I, I you do make actually. it relatable i guess the thing is as well but we we do have quite a range a, a big uh demographic uh our audience members yeah so i think if if you want to sort of maybe describe what some of the the language that you're using like okay, lol so, and whatnot. um lol some people some people who are you know above the age of 40 for example my mum and they they think it means lots of love mm. or something mm, but that's, that's cute. classic yeah um but for us who are you know gen what gen are we lucky gen jenny no, Gen no. Y, Gen Z. I don't oh, know. It's another term that people Generation. Use. Or is it millennials? No, um, millennials. It's, it's whatever you want it to be. The young ones, yeah. Um, it means laugh out loud. Um, and I just used... What did I just use this then after law? You used scene. Scene. Okay, so scene is the feature in um, like text messages. So someone can... Uh, it's like a receipt that you send off. So you've seen their message and you've acknowledged it. Mm, a receipt, well, you might not have, You might not have acknowledged it. I guess it's saying. interesting. They have acknowledged us lately, I would just add. And we're going through something, uh, a kind of a feud currently. With we can't talk too much strong. about it. Yeah. We're not going to talk about discussion. it. Yeah. Discussion. If you read anything about us in On D, just know it's not true. Um, Is there an article in there about you guys? Someone uh, wrote it. Somebody's been sending in uh, critical... Uh, harsh and it's articles. The first episode. Someone took some things which people said in co in confidence, and they just ran with it. And it's not it's not reflective of actual of our show. It's a real shame, actually, because yeah. you know we're independent student media. We're trying to have a voice for everyone, and yeah. sometimes we can't voice everyone's opinions. Well, you come out here if you're listening to this. You're just listening to the first episode of Bigger Issues, and we're already receiving hate mail, mm. slanderous. All oh, right, I wouldn't go that far, but you know these these things that are being published about us that maybe aren't uh, so true, and maybe are coming from kind of a a, a vicious uh, attacking kind oh. of mentality. Uh, are there times in your writing career where you've received harsh criticism? Maybe for for on D, for example. Oh, um, yeah, I, I used to get really upset about harsh criticisms, but then I thought, hang on, if they've taken the time and energy out to analyze your actions and to look deeply into your past and whatnot and bring up all these, uh, you know, ad hominem facts and then have the time to sit down and pen a letter or something. They mm. um, they care a lot. That's um, taking a really positive spin yeah, on it, which I love. Then, like, hey, I've done... I don't, I don't think I did anything too controversial, but I've existed for them to, you know, get worked up over it. So I think that's um, a good thing. So if you're getting hate mail, I think it just means you're doing a good job. Passionate fans or passionate yeah. listeners. Like, I uh, know I've got I've got some haters like, who just keep going on like they just haven't gotten over the fact that um, I'm no longer on the editor and I haven't mm. been for the past four months. Well, apparently, well, apparently someone's not it. happy that you're on the show today. Oh yeah, I've I've heard rumors about that. Um, yeah, but you know I. Oh, this is going to sound very um, not gracious, but I, I won at the end of the day, so there you go. Mm. It's a long, wow. it's a long, you heard it here first. long turf battle, long like turf battle. But also, once upon a time when I did on D, um, and I did student radio before that as well. You know, we used to get along. You know, we used to be like one, you know, united media front, and we would work together to pull resources out for students and help them. But now it, I don't think that happens. I'm getting a bit teary. That well, happens to be fun. the case. It's a very it's it's a raw area for us, and it's kind of it's something that I mean, 
listeners will see if they read on D, um, they'll see stuff said about us, but it's not true. And you know what? To, to borrow from, from Jenny, we won, so get over it. Mm. <laughs> That's so right. Just get over it, all right? Um, but yeah, I think, it's, I think we're going to go to our next little segment now, which is something that we're really keen on. Uh, and you were just noting on, uh, I guess, some in- Indigenous affairs yep. and some stuff that they're passionate about. And we've been really, really, really lucky to have, uh, uh, I guess, a second guest call in, and he's and he's agreed to call in on a regular basis. Everyone say, hit it, DJ! Hit it. Let's go, let's go! I'm a proud black killer boy with the killer flow. Listen to the energy, listen to it blow. Hey. It's Baker Boy's Buzz! This is a segment we call Baker Boy's Buzz. Uh, we've got him on the line. Uh, it's just taking two seconds. Hey, Baker Boy, are you there? Are you a hard-working Hello. Oh, hey, how's it? Uh, how's it going? Uh, what's What's the question that we've got for Baker Boy? Baker Boy, what do you think of uh, women's role in kind of rap? <laughs> Sorry, cutting out. Oh, cutting oh, out. I, I just you... got kind of been in love with hip hop because they pretty much introduced hip hop to me when I was a little kid and. Like, it was something women? that... Women did? I don't know, it's just something that made me feel like I was happy. Every time I listen to, like, hip-hop music, even beats or even DJ, something to do with hip-hop, like graffiti or even, like, dancing and all that, it just pretty much makes me happy and yeah. I just have so much fun. And it's like, it feels like I'm free. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, we lost him. Oh, he's, he's gone. Well, that... For what we got, that was great. That was cool. A little insight. Mm. Um, well, and we're always thankful to have Baker Boy well, on, we on love the show. Baker Boy. And we'll always have our, our Baker Boy buzz. He's, he's, he's agreed to call in um, every week, and uh, it's, a, it's a big commitment. Hopefully he'll stay on the line a bit longer next time, which I guess is, it was not his fault. No, no, that sounded like there was some technical issues. Yeah, there. it sounded like right. he was cutting out, and I don't know. How strange. Yeah. I think we're going to try and talk, I guess, we, the, we were talking about writing before, and uh, one of the other big focuses of this week was talking about International Women's Day, which is happening tomorrow. Which is tomorrow, yeah. the march is tomorrow. Absolutely, uh, it makes me really excited. Uh, are you going to be at the march? Um, I think I'll try. Is that the one at Hindmarsh Square? I think the one, one of the events that's there's a few events on, but I'll try and make it to the the one that's inclusive for everyone. Mm. Um, because I think women are all different, and we can't just put them under one sort of. You know, absolutely. Blanket. That was something that was really interesting about uh, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras yes. uh, this time around. Mm. Uh, I was listening to some uh, questionable journalism about it, but journalism nevertheless, uh, talking about how uh, some of the corporate sponsors are sometimes crushing the smaller little groups who aren't necessarily being represented. So uh, I think that's a good point that, you know, if you're going to have a march, it has to be uh, for everyone. Yeah. Like an everyone march. Like an every, no, 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 but it's still... It's still a women's day. You have to understand who, like, who, what encompasses woman, you know? You have to be inclusive with that, Lockie. But how... But I thought we couldn't throw a blanket over them. But there is, there's, like, there's layers to it, you know? There's heaps of... It's like an onion or whatever Shrek said. Mm, you like understand, yeah, you understand. Oh, Shrek is that uh, film with the... Uh, the green guy. So he was explaining a concept to, to Donkey, and Donkey was like, I don't get it, Shrek. Why are you so different from the other ugly people and he's like oh i'm ugly but i'm also because he's green right yeah but he's got different layers ogres are like onions because they've got different layers and i guess 
this is a really weird, um, you know, analogy for it, but I guess women, you know, have different, like... Women are like onions, is what you're trying to say. Y- yeah, like, you, you know, different layers, um, different needs, different, um, you know, different ways of seeing things. So, so does that make it a bit more clearer for you? Okay, so we, we have a, like, a uh, kind of a, a parade for, like, women. Is yep. that right? Yep, yep, they happen a lot. Yep. Oh, okay, well, yeah, yep. I understand. Like, it's a, par- a parade for women, mm. I get it. Yes, but, um... I- uh, like it, the guess. idea of, you know, women parading, it needs to be, you know, there'll be some disabled women, there'll be some women who, you know, are not welcomed at um, traditional sort of protesty activism events. So I think I will go to the one that makes it safe for, you know, all the types of women. Oh, okay. I guess we asked you about uh, some times where it's been challenging to be a writer. Yeah. And I guess the uh, other question then, the logical question is have there been times where it's been hard as a woman? Um, yeah, just drawing from my on-day experience, um, I think uh, any time that I would, um, you know, put my name to a piece, um, be it like breaking news, investigating um, some sort of scandal at uni, um, I'd get, like, criticised for it by, like, people who read it. Um, so then, like... Some of the big issues that we broke, bigger stories huh. we broke. <laughs> bigger issues. <laughs> bigger issues. <You> did. <laughs> that we broke last year, I would write them up, but I wouldn't put my name to it because, like, people would get really angry about it. So mm. I think that's one of the challenges. Like, even having, like, a, have got quite a mere yeah, feminine name. Um, they'll see that and they'll, like, have a go at you. Um, but I'd, I, co- I co-edited the magazine with two men um, and, like, they were really good at their jobs. Um, but I don't think they experienced it um, in a harsh way, like criticism in a harsh way. Wow, there's a noticeable difference. Yeah, no, I, I definitely felt it because they're like, oh, why are you upset about this? Because, like, people would, you know, message and you. And they dismissed you about it. What? They'll be like, why are you writing about this? Like, you know, um, it, it's a, it's like a bit of news. It was um, the business school, like, the student body did something. They, like, rigged something, a constitution. Mm. Um, and then I wrote about it and then they were like, oh, this woman's, like, not independent, blah, 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 because she's a business student and she's friends with this person. Oh, wow. And they went through my profile and they're like, uh, see my mutual friends and then they'd, like, post about it in the thing. This person's not biased. This person is biased. And then, like, my other friends who would do it, they like, my co-editors, they, they wouldn't get that sort of treatment. Mm. I wrote about Adele last year. Mm. It was an ironic review because I didn't get to go to the concert, but I wrote... Um, a review on it because I sat by the River Torrens and I heard mm. it. <laughs> That's um, pleasant. We don't yeah. really get that much like irony or sarcasm <laughs> on, the, on the show. But this this one person who read the uh, article didn't understand the sarcasm and was just like, "How dare you? You know, talk down to Dale and um, yeah." And then they Gosh, messaged yeah. me personally, so they would go because I put my name to that article yeah, yeah. and then like uh, as soon as that happened a few times, I would remove my name from it. But then like. I really wanted to put my name to it because I had, you know, worked, you worked hard, hard for and it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then not to get the credit. So that deserves to take that away from you. No, that's 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 something that um, you know pops up for women. I and I guess for um, throughout history, a lot of women wanted to be writers, but um, men were the dominant ones in publishing, and then mm. they would have to change their names, have a pseudonym mm. to write under, um, just to be you know protected from. That's that's actually quite interesting. I mean, here on bigger issues, so. Again, we, we don't really get that much sarcasm or irony or understand really what the point of that is. And we, we don't really understand pseudonyms either. We want to cut the crap. We want but to we, would never, um, we would never write in and criticise someone uh, f- for doing that. Mm. Um, although sometimes I do feel... Sometimes I feel as though I have things to say 
about people around me and the people that I work with. Yeah. And I just can't. I I feel like I have to do it anonymously, and I kind of maybe it would be uh, maybe I could uh, write into the the student magazine and maybe write under a pseudonym and and say some things that need to be said. I think anonymity is um, very respected from the like the editors. They will always do that. They will try and because we published a lot of pieces that were you know sensitive to people. Um, they would you know discuss in detail um, cases of sexual assault. Like they wouldn't want that attached to their name. You know, like a public forum. So we would respect their anonymity and people who wanted to you know rat out their mates or something. We would publish them anonymously as well. Um, I think a lot of editors would respect that. Okay, so. Just, I mean, like hypothetically, if yes. I like wrote in an article, like to Andy, and, and it was like about, uh, like, uh, like about, well, let's say Tom and, and Amy, yeah. and about the show, and I was expressing kind of things I didn't like about the show, and I did it under a pseudonym, then like it wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, no, I think that would be juicy content. Um, we've had love letters before. People have written love letters, and then wow. they've signed it off anonymously, oh and then another gosh. person read it, and then they wrote back anonymously. But oh. like, it was. Like that, uh, definitely the pe people knew each other, but yeah, I think the editors would be fine with that. But I'm, you know, I'm not editing anymore. But okay. I think that's something they would be interested in. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I wouldn't is, do that ever. So this is really bringing. But you would never know. This no. is bringing really bringing a new perspective, I guess, to me as a male again. Uh, Let's go white straight now. Yeah, something that that I've never really thought about, and and I've just had this sort of little segue thought in my head, and I thought that is a, a fresh a fresh thing in my mind. Uh, so we're gonna play fresh. By a tired lion. Oh, you're tuned what a good to one. bigger issues. I just realised that we haven't been saying that throughout the show. Uh, we are bigger issues. This is Lockie, Tom, and Amy, and we've got Jenny in the studio with us talking about uh, Writers Week. We're talking about uh, International Women's, Women's Day. Day, which is tomorrow. All my favourite things. Mm. Which, speaking of that, you just were listening to Tired Lion, uh, Fresh, Fresh, which is a great Off little Australian fresh band. Album. Hmm. We've been playing all uh, Australian, and uh, I guess uh, what would you? What, how would you describe uh, bands with uh, a female in them, which is not, uh, you know, kind of rude? I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, I've actually interviewed Tideline before, and then um, I raised it with them, and I think she was fine with it. Um, yeah, I would just say a band. Mm -hmm. So rock band, like you know, Camp Cope. Um, People say, you know, oh, yeah, girl band. But you can just say, you know, rock band out of Melbourne. But I guess in our situation where we're trying to celebrate International Women's Day, how yeah. should how do you reckon we would go about that next time? Uh, I think it's just fine to say. If, you, if you've got a specific theme like Women's Day, you can say, yeah, you know, another female artist. I think it's mm. fine to say I that. I think we need Jenny or someone like Jenny to sit on every episode so we can ask questions like these. Mm. Uh, so I'm we not know. some oracle of... We've, oh, still got, we've still got a few members uh, that we that are spots that we can fill on the bigger issues board. So maybe maybe we'll we'll get in contact with you. God, I'd love to be show. a corporate boss. Now, if anyone had any any comments to make about the show, uh, this is your chance because there's not much more time left. Seven one three two five thousand. Seven one three two five thousand. If you have anything to say, uh, it's your last time to say it. Speak or you now. can just write in on write to Ondi as some people have been doing. Mm. Uh, well, that's mm. a bit. <laughs> That's kind of a, a, an oh, issue that we don't really want to I wanted, talk about. I wanted to ask you, Amy, as well, because you uh, have a, a gaming blog. 
Um, I, I know that you like to play games, you like to watch movies, etc. That's absolutely ha- true. Ha- have you ever gotten some negative feedback on some of the game, some of your commentary on games that you play? Uh, I have noticed a difference uh, from some of my male counterparts in in some of the things I've said, particularly if I've criticised or enjoyed maybe a romance in a game. I've definitely uh, received some feedback for uh, maybe harping on about that too much, which something that's something I enjoy in games, but uh, some people don't. So, mm. Yeah, I've actually received some criticism uh, tonight uh, on the Bigger Issues Twitter for, for not knowing who Tanya Plibersek is. That's well, how you say it, yeah. If you say you're a political kind of guy, some people would expect some prior knowledge of the... Of ta- some someone called Tanya Plibersek. The, oh, the, the deputy leader. Of the second biggest party in uh, Australia. Mm, well, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I'm pretty sure the deputy leader, as I said, is John Rao. Two things. Um, two things I will say, actually. Uh, we're not, we've got about seven, seven minutes left to the hour. Uh, and again, we'd like to thank everyone for listening. But, but I do will say that we do have a gaming week coming up later in the season. Absolutely. And we do have a party week coming up later in the season. We can't, you know, disclose too much, um, but we're really excited for where, where Bigger She's going. Yeah. You might want to wait for your invitation to that party because it's going to be an interesting bit of experimental radio. Mm. Um, so you will receive an invitation. If you're listening to this, we have your data. We will be sending you. You mm. can check out our Facebook as well for details on what week you want to tune into because, of course, are you a party person? Are you a gaming person? Mm. Are you maybe even... A space person? We've got something for everyone. I mean, I think I'd want to tune in every single week. Mm, well, that's well, the ideal. Is there a, a, a topic... Is there some, some, maybe something that we could be doing on a week-to-week basis that would be more inclusive of... You know, we come to you in an audio form uh, from a writing perspective, from a women's perspective. Is there something that Bigger Issues could be doing better? Um, I think you're doing quite well for, you know, your first show on student radio. Um. Yeah, I think if you listen to voices, if you, you know, get people in to interview, that's a good way to start opening up the dialogue to more people. Mm. So listening, active listening, oh, yeah. is um, quite useful and I think very Something we can improve on as well. They're not allowed to be biased, though. No. Well, that's, again, against our kind of motto. Yeah. Completely unbiased reporting. Uh, bigger issues, completely unbiased reporting. That was our tagline in 2015, and uh, now we're actually um, up to debate what, our, what mm. our current tagline is going to be. So if anyone has suggestions for that, I suggest you call in 7132-5000, although you might not have time. I, I guess as well, something that I've sort of... There's been, there was a case recently, and I, we'll try to keep this short, but there was a case recently where uh, someone said to someone working at the... Gar- some, a drummer, a female drummer, and they said... Uh, how's that glass ceiling going for you? And I guess my question is, it's a heavy one, have you, what are some glass ceilings that you've seen that, uh, you know, you wish that you, ideally in an ideal world, that they're not there, you know? Um, I'd like... Are they real? Uh, I think they are real because they, they sort of, you know, limit women's potential to achieve the best in life. Um, I think uh, women in, you know, powerful positions... I think there are still structures in place that hold us back and some people are trying to fix it with, you know, affirmative action where you, you know, have a target. Um, and I think that works by accelerating that problem because it's been a problem for so many years and I think that's a good temporary fix. So once you get the women in, um, and then that will change things up and make it more diverse, hopefully. Um, and I think 
mainly in the the workplace and then there's people who you know like a working class woman they will have different issues as well so i think there's quite a few that we need to navigate around but slowly we'll get there in the end if we keep fighting for it wrap it up wrap 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 it up wrap 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 it up wrap 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 it up that is, uh, that's the signal for the end of the show. Uh, you know, question, you can uh, text in whether, you can find us at your Twitter whether you like that song or not. No, I don't like it. But that's not really the point. Uh, you know, they say back it up, wrap it up. That's my idea. You know, Lockie wasn't so keen yeah, on me using that in the show. Yeah, you uh, can really tell when an idea is, is Tom's. I think it was. I think it was a good job. I think Tom did a wonderful oh, you're job. You're always gang up. You're always gang up. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming in, Jenny. Thank you uh, very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you so much to the listeners. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you listening to us. Yeah, thanks uh, for listening. You in, can guys. Fi- find us on Facebook at Bigger Issues ADL. Uh, same with Twitter. And uh, I think that's it from us. See you next week. This is Julia Jacklin. Sunday.